Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. Chad doesn't really believe in Bigfoot. He's like, all these people are going to think I'm for real. Um, but I don't think anybody thinks Chad's real when he takes a drink of the stream. It's like he's urinated in the stream, right? Like, I think we all are, are good. And, and, but, but here's what I will tell you is that our two guides, Troy, and then the one guy you saw with the, like the headlamp right there, right? And he's talking about people from the Old Testament. I'm like, did he just try to make Bigfoot Old Testament biblical? Like, did that just happened. And, and, and what happens is that people believe in myths in urban legends, and they will convince themselves that it's true. And so last week, we talked a lot about this, that some of us, we're trying to convince ourselves that our lifestyle is biblical, and we're trying to make the Bible fit our lifestyle instead of our lifestyle fitting in the Bible. Um, and if you miss that, you need to go back and see it. Um, but there are a lot of things that we assume or we have bitten into that are just myths, that just aren't true. And our text today is found in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 through 4 for this series. And it says this, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And some of us, that is what we have done. We have chased after myths. And what we are chasing after is just an urban legend. We are like going spiritually Sasquatch hunting or going spiritually Bigfoot hunting in things that we think are true. And it's not just about biblical things. There are things that we grew up hearing that some of us, we still think are true. How many of you grew up hearing that it takes seven years to digest gum if you swallow it, right? Right? I got peace for you today. It doesn't. Um, the reason you have an Audi belly button is because you, drink, you swallow too much gum. Um, no, it doesn't take seven years to digest um, gum. Some of you, a lot of us have heard, I've seen a movie with Bradley Cooper on this that only, we only use 10% of our brain. How many of you guys have heard that? It's okay to raise your hand today. Um, um, all the teachers are like, I have had students that they do only use 10% of their brain, right? Like, um, but, but that's not, how many of you heard Napoleon was a short man, a wee little man, right? Like, yeah, he actually was an average sized man. 
George Washington had wooden teeth. How many? How many? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. No, he didn't. He just had really bad teeth, right? Like they look, they were so discolored, they look like wood. Like that's good. Um, thanks, George. That's our founding member right there of the nation. Um, bulls get angry when they see red. They don't, they're colorblind. They just see movement. Um, goldfish only have a three-second memory. Um, they have a lot longer than that. Um, and you'll get cramps if you swim right after you eat. Sorry, moms. Um, it's not true. I know that's your rest time, like, but the children are here. I know, I know, but it's not true. And, and none of these things are true, right? None of these things are, are, they're just myths that we bought into. And one of the myths I heard growing up in church was this, and, and this is what I want to talk about today, is that following Jesus for a lifetime is easy. That, that following Jesus for a lifetime is simple, that, it, that it's not hard, that it's not difficult, that it doesn't require a lot of effort. And, and, and what I want to tell you today, that's just not true. It's just not true. Following Jesus for a lifetime takes effort. Man, following Jesus for a lifetime is hard because it's a daily thing, not an every once in a while thing, right? And, and, and what I have come to discover is this, is that most of the significant, great, good things for our life are never easy things. Right? Jesus never said that it would be easy. He just simply said that it would be worth it. And some of us, were expecting this whole following Jesus to be easy. Hear me, meeting, I say this all the time, meeting Jesus is easy, but following Jesus takes effort, takes takes energy. And if you are going to follow Jesus for a lifetime, you better be willing to roll up your sleeves and do some work. But here's what I can tell you is that following Jesus for a lifetime is way better than the alternative. Following Jesus for a lifetime, I talked about this a little bit last week, will leave you and, and will lead you in such a way where you will live life making better decisions and choices and living with fewer regrets. And every single one of us here and every single one of us watching online, that's what we want. This past week, um, one of my friends, Derek's, he, uh, he, he brought me, Derek Hensley, he brought me a little illustration, a little fun thing to go with our series called Grow a Sasquatch. Grow a Sasquatch. He's like, I saw it in a gas station. I bought it for you. And I'm like, I'm going to use it for an illustration. He's like, really? I'm like, for real. So um, here's what grow a Sasquatch. Here's how you grow a Sasquatch. You put your Sasquatch in a jar or container of clean water. It's crucial. Clean water at room temperature and watch it start growing. The water has to be between 59 and 95 degrees. Um, don't expect instant results as it takes up to 72 hours to fully expand. Like, like it's this small. I'm expecting to get this big. It gets about this big, right? Like my imagination. But um, And then it says this, take it out of the water to watch it shrink back to its original size. And so I'm going, oh, okay. You know, I'm not going to use this yet. But, but this is why I'm I'm telling you this, is that I was a little disappointed that it didn't get keep growing and growing and growing and growing, right? And I think a lot of us, our spiritual life looks like this. And at some point, we, we met Jesus and we started growing in him and then we stopped. And we've grown to a certain point and we've grown to a certain place in life. And then even for some of us, we've gone back to who we were before we met Jesus, We've gone back to the habits that we had. We've gone back to the conduct that we've had. And, and, and we don't know what's gone on. It's because we made the 
the, 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 the very common mistake of thinking that continuing to grow in Christ, continuing to follow Christ, it just happens. But it doesn't just happen. So how do you and I grow for a lifetime? I want to take you to the Old Testament. It's found in Deuteronomy. Um, I found this, this, this verse of Scripture, this passage of Scripture in my personal Devo time a few months ago, and I've been kind of hanging on to this because we were meeting it as our Connect group, and even as our Connect group, we were just talking about, like, nobody talks about how hard it is to keep growing in Christ and to keep serving the Lord and not drift away and not get away. And, man, and so this is kind of that moment. How do you not drift away and how do you continue to grow in the Lord? Deuteronomy 30 verse 15 through 18 says this. Now listen, today I'm giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are about to enter and occupy. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a long, good life in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. And here's why I want us to kind of unpack this a little bit. When you start reading about the Old Testament, when you start reading about the Israelites, and most of us know the story of the Exodus, right? Where Moses comes, he's sent by God, he delivers the Israelites by the power of God, and they're out in the desert for just a few days, and what did the Israelites start doing? Oh, take us back! You know, it wasn't so bad. I mean, it wasn't so bad, you know, being servants and slaves and being beaten and starved. And, you know, I do remember there were some onions, and we had some water, right? There was some, there wasn't all that bad, right? And they want to go back to the place God delivered them from. And they go into the Jordan. And God knew what they were habitually about, right? What, what their tendency was, was to drift away, was to start running after other things. And you read the book of Judges, and you read throughout the Old Testament, where they just start turning away from God and running after things and serving idols and doing things that you're just going, how did you get there? And I love how it reads in the, in the CEV. It says this, today I'm giving you a choice, and the same thing is true for us today. You can choose a life and success or death and disaster. I'm commanding you to be loyal to the Lord, to love the Lord. Here's the secret sauce, Right? To live the way he has told you and to obey the laws and teaching. You are about to cross the Jordan River and take the land that he has given you. To love, to obey, and follow. That's it. How do you follow God for a lifetime? You love, you obey, and you follow. It's not sexy, is it? Like, well, I was hoping I said a magic prayer 10 times and God just popped out of a genie bottle, right? Like, and tell me what wishes you want. No, 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 no. And here's what I want us to understand. It's not enough to love Jesus. You have to follow him. It's not enough to love Jesus. You have, I have to follow him. Today I'm wearing a Cleveland Browns jersey, the dog pound. I'm not just wearing a Cleveland Browns jersey but I'm wearing a Baker Mayfield jersey. And some people, yeah, yeah, 
So it's amazing. All the OU fans are like, yeah, right? Like we're like, I'm a total. And, and that's what happened to me. I am a, let me, let me, let me time out here for just a second. I am a Dallas Cowboy fan, first and foremost, when it comes to NFL, right? When it comes to NFL. I am an OU fan over a Dallas Cowboy fan. But, but when it comes to NFL, and some of you are like, I can't listen to this guy. He's talking about the NFL. Would you relax? Um, but um, uh, I, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan first, but then Baker Mayfield got drafted. I'm like, okay, Browns sound good. I don't have an AFC team. I'm in, right? And I'm like, go Browns, go. And I start barking at the TV. I'm like, right? And, and, and here's what happens. People are like, Justin, you're a total bandwagon fan. And here's what I would say to you. You are exactly correct. <laughs> I am. I got no problem with it. Can I, it all started when the Cubs went to the World Series and won it, right? So all my Cardinal fans here, I have a lot of friends that are Cardinals fans. And I mean, they are avid Cardinals fans, and Cardinals fans hate Cubs fans. And so I was like, you know what? How can I make Craig Bowman mad? I'm going to become a Cubs fan. Go Cubs, go. Fly the W, right? And I mean, I bought T-shirts for me and the girls. We became Cubs fans. I can't name you a player except for Bryant, and I don't even know his first name. That is a Cubs player. I am a bandwagon Man, if they hit the playoffs in the World Series, guess who's going to be the biggest Cubs bandwagon fan? You're looking at them right here, right? Same is true when it comes to the Browns. I've never followed the Browns. I can, I can tell you their players now. All I can tell you about the Browns is they've been a really horrible football team for about 40 years. So they're kind of like the Dallas Cowboys, right? Like it's about, I mean, it's kind of true. We're true. It's settle, Right? And here's why I am wearing this today is because our relationship with Jesus Christ looks a lot like them. And there's a difference between being a fan and a follower. And a lot of us, we're a fan of Jesus, right? Oh, we, I, I haven't met somebody that doesn't love Jesus. Like, I, I love Jesus. Yeah, everybody. Jesus is cool, man, right? Like, we love Jesus, but it's not just enough to love him. Are you following him? Are, are you obeying him? That's what you and I are called to. That's what this whole relationship is about. And here's what Jesus said. Here's how he said, you know what? Here's how you know you're not a fan of me and you are a follower of me. John chapter 14 verse 15 says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Right? It didn't say dress like a church person. It didn't say learn to speak Christianese. It didn't say know how to find the books in the Bible faster than anybody else because you were in Bible quiz. No, 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 nothing, not that there's anything wrong with most of that. But, but, you know, but if you love me, if you're about me, if you are a follower of me, then prove it by obeying me, by following. Don't just be a fan, but be a follower. All right, it says this in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 through 5. And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. Someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments. That person is a liar and not living in the truth. You are chasing after something that's not, you are chasing after a spiritual Bigfoot. After an urban legend that's not real. And hear me, this isn't my my opinion, this is what the Word of God says. But those who obey God's Word, and that's big, obey 
the Bible, obey God's word, truly show how completely they love him. This is how. Right? The, the, John, the, the disciple Jesus loved the most, his favorite one, right? You guys were like, what? Yeah, it's in there. Um, this is what he's saying. That is how we know we are living in him. Here, here's what I want you to know. Today, Jesus hasn't just called you to love him. Today, Jesus hasn't called you just to be a fan of him. But the goal is to be a follower of him. Not to be a Christian, but to be a disciple. There's, there's a big difference. Let me give you the definition for a disciple. A disciple means this. A disciple in biblical times actively imitated both the life and teaching of the master. It was a deliberate apprenticeship which made the fully formed disciple, I love this, a living copy of the master. That's what we're called to be. That, 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 this is it. Is that we, we don't just grow to a certain place and stop. That, that we don't just shrink back to who we used to be and our habits we used to have. And, and, and some of us, we keep saying, well, God's still working on me. Absolutely. But there's got to be change and growth that's happening in you as well. Are you becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ? Because here's the truth. Some of us have settled for Christian instead of disciple. Some of us are running after something that Jesus never said. He said this as he's ascending up into heaven, right? And I, hear me, I know this is hard for some of us to hear. Here's what he said. He's ascending up to heaven. Go into all the world and make disciples of all people. Teaching them, right? We forget this part. Teaching them to obey my commands. Oh, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know he said that right, because it's not the fun part to preach. Go, go make disciples. Yes, let's do it. Ah! And teach them to, oh, you want to know what it looks like to be a disciple? It's when people look at you and they see him more than they see you. Right? And here's where we've settled. Instead of becoming disciples... What Jesus didn't say as he's going up, hey, oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot to say this as I'm ascending, you know, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations and teaching them to obey what I command. But, hey guys, P.S., you know, postscript, I'm almost up to the clouds. Like, hear me? I know you've really got to listen. If that's too hard, right? If that's too big of an ask, just tell them to go to church. Just tell them to be a Christian. You know the people that get to go to heaven without it costing them anything. Didn't say that. Right? That's not, that's not, that's not truth. He's saying, are you obeying my commands? So, so here's the secret sauce. If you're going to follow Christ for the rest, <coughs> rest of your life, you've got to love Jesus. You've got to Hold on, I want to make sure I'm saying this. Keep his commands, which means being obedient, and you have to walk in his ways, which means follow him. And are you still following him? Are you still obeying him? Because I'm going to tell you, following Christ requires listening to the Holy Spirit. Following Christ means that you are listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying 
to you. John chapter 16, verse 12 through 14 says this. <clears throat> and there is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, talking about the Holy Spirit, he will guide you. He is your guide. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard, and he will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. I love what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27. He said this. He goes, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they say it with me. Follow me. That's, that's, this is a game changer. Whose voice are you listening and whose voice are you following? Right? Who is it? So, so how does the Holy Spirit speak to us? Two, two ways, two big main ways, I would say. First one is this, the Word of God, the Bible. If you're not in the Word on a daily basis, you are not doing what Jesus asked us to do. He said this, abide in me, for apart from me you can do nothing. Right? If you want to bear much fruit, you've got to abide, which that word comes from a Greek word called minnow, which means to be grafted into or to stay into. Abide in, rest in, in him so that you can bear much fruit. You want to know how the Holy Spirit wants to direct you and to guide your life? Get into the word of God and stay there. Become a student of the Bible because the Bible is an alive and active thing. It purges, it teaches us, it shows us right from wrong, and it helps us stay on the right path. You got to take time to be in the world. I don't have time to read the Bible. That is bull. You're just lying and fooling yourself. I'm just, that's real spiritual right now, right? Like, you make time for what you want to make time for. The other way is this. You take time to pray. And you don't just take time praying, but you take time to get still and listen. Right? It's called a quiet time that you are listening to Lord. What do you, what do you want to speak to my life? And most of the time, it doesn't go, Justin, you're an idiot, right? Like, um, he doesn't necessarily talk out loud. He talks to my spirit, my conscience, and he leads and directs me. Here's, here's the best way I can describe this. Um, when, before, your, your phones all had the GPS, the maps, the Google Maps, Waze, whatever you use. Um, there was something called a Garmin or a TomTom, Right? Um, and if you had rich friends, this is what they had. They had a garment. So if you had a garment or tom-tom, I want to meet you, shake your hand, and just be like, how many hundred bills do you have in your pocket right now, right? So um, because this was, this was like cutting edge. And I love the tom-tom because you could change the voice to Mr. T, right? Like, and if you took a wrong turn, he's like, I pity the fool that took the wrong turn, right? And, and you would turn around, and it was fantastic. And, but, but here would be my, my hesitancy is that when we would go someplace that we have never been, and I would borrow somebody's tom-tom or garment, and, and, and I'm, I don't know how to get there, but there's something that happens to us dads, right? There's something that happens to us men. 
We get to a place, we don't know where we're going, but Tom, Tom, and Mr. T's telling me to go west or right in this instance, and I'm like, no, we got to go east, right? And it's amazing. When we start going to new places, we become like Lewis and Clark. Like, we're figuring out directions and all this stuff. I'm like, no, you go east. and Okay, Lewis and Clark, right or left, right? Like, calm down with your knowledge of north, south, east, and west, right? And so, um, and I would get in trouble... And we would go the way that I felt because we were in a new place that I didn't feel good about. And I was like, oh, I think, I think the right way is this way, right? And we would go, and about five minutes later, Casey's like, hey, are we lost? We're not lost. We're not lost. We're not lost. And you just keep saying it over and over because it makes you feel better. We're not lost. We're not lost. I'm not lost. You're lost, right? And you start accusing them. I'm sorry, you don't have any idea where you're going, but I know exactly where I'm going. And you have no idea where you're going right now. And you're just hoping that it turns out. And five minutes later, you're like, we're lost. <laughs> what happened? Is that when you got to a place that you weren't sure about, you went your own way instead of the right way. Right? And, and, and here's what else happens. When I start not knowing where to go, I'm like, I turn the radio down. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, hey, can you guys be quiet? I don't tell them to shut up, but I'm like, can you guys give me just a moment? And I'm like trying to, li I'm like listening in, and I'm like, because here's the deal. If everybody else's voice is as loud as the Garmin or Mr. T's voice, I don't know where to go, right? And the same is true for us. A lot of times when we don't know what to do, or we don't know where to go, or we're going into uh, uncharted territory, or we're just nervous, or we're anxious, and we don't, we start going with our, well, I feel this, and I think this, and I think this is the right direction. And hear me, I know that tom-toms and GPSs have led you astray and wrong, but the Word of God says this, the Word of God will not return void. It will not come empty. It will not lead you on a wrong way or a wrong path. So stop leaning on your own understanding and lean into Him. But the other thing is this, as long as everybody else's voices is as loud as the Holy Spirit's, it's going to be really hard to hear them. So you got to get quiet. And you've got to mute everybody else's voice. And you've got to turn the volume of life down so that you can hear where he is leading you. Because if this is what you're going to do, and if you're going to follow Christ for a lifetime, it's not going to look like everybody else's. He's going to take you off-roading. And there's going to be some scary, scary moments. But can I tell you, that's when there's powerful moments that the Holy Spirit fills you with boldness and power to accomplish the life that Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. So going back to Deuteronomy, today, life and success or death and destruction? It's all about, are you following him, or are you just a fan of him? Because there's a big difference. And this is a much, much better way to live. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And I thank you for today. I thank you for your goodness to us and your patience with us. God, you are so patient with us. 
And so I come before you today, and I just ask that, Lord, there's probably a lot of us that look like this grow a Sasquatch, that we've just grown to a certain part, and it got, we got stagnant. We got complacent. Some of us just got lazy. And we've stayed in this phase, who we are, for far too long. And there's so much more growth, and there's so much more change, and there's so much more that we need to imitate you in. Because, Lord, the truth is it's about being a disciple. About that we're not just, our life looks like your life looked. Our words sound like your words sounded. Our actions look like your actions looked. And a lot of times we get busy trying to look like a person or a pastor or a certain something instead of being a disciple, a follower of Christ. And so, Lord, I pray today that we wouldn't just be great at loving you, but we would do really well at following you, at being obedient to you, because that's where the significance comes. That's where the power comes. Lord, there is so much heartache we can be saved from, whether we are a teenager, whether we are young and single, whether we are young and married, or we've got kids, or we're old and married, or we're retired, or wherever we're at. The Lord, if we'll keep not just loving you, but obeying you and following you, there's so much you want to do in us, but through us. And so, Lord, let us understand. Don't let us buy into the myth that following you is easy. But let us buy in to the truth that following you is worth it. That following you for a lifetime, there's no better way to live our life. So give us ears to hear. Give us a will to follow and obey. Not just to hear your voice, but to listen to your voice and follow you. Because you are our good shepherd. In Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, today if you're here. And if you're in this place, man, let's not not make church about games. Let's not make church about things that it's not supposed to be be about. But today, if you're here and you say, Justin, my life isn't where it should be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're here and you say, Justin, man, I've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. If that's you, when I count to three, I'm just going to invite you to raise your hand and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. But here's what happens a lot of times. We come into church and we start playing games. We start doing things and we start pretending that we're one way when we aren't. And I love the quote I heard this week. It said, when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Some of us, we're playing a stupid game that's going to get us nowhere. But some of you, you're here today, you're watching online, and you want change. When I get to 3 all I want to invite you to do is raise your hand, and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yep, there's one. There's two. Is there anyone else? You join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today. Man, you may be at home watching online. I would just encourage you. It may feel weird. It may feel strange. But just raise your hand right where you are. There's one other hand. Is there anybody else? You join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further in this service.
Man, there's change that wants to happen in your life. If you just have the guts, just the courage to have five seconds to make a decision to change it all. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? Yep, there's one more hand. You say, that's me. There's five hands. Is there anyone else? You say, that's me. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I just confess in a real way that my life isn't where it should be, that I've sinned, that I've messed up, and I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living, I repent of it, and I turn to you. And I grab a hold of the life you have for me. So I'm going to follow after you. I'm going to obey your commandments. Because I confess that you are the Lord and the Savior of my life. And I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.